Families across the UK gathered on beaches to pay tribute to the millions of British men and women who took part in the war. Filmmaker Danny Boyle had invited people around Britain to join him in marking 100 years since armistice and the end of the First World War. In another tribute, the sound of a lone bagpiper could be heard in Pembroke. 100 years after the end of the First World War, Graham Phillips joined more than 1,000 pipers around the world who played at 6am their time in tribute to thousands of pipers killed leading troops over the top. The war graves at Carew Cheriton were honoured by the Carew branch of the Royal British Legion and in Saundersfoot a special concert was held in the village's Regency Hall. And in other news, David Powys Police is investigating an assault in Lampeter which left a woman in a serious condition in hospital. Ambulance responded to a call in the Bridge Street area of Lampeter at around 6pm on Thursday, November the 8th. As a result, four people from the Lampeter area have been arrested in relation to a serious assault. They remain in police custody. DCI Anthony Evans said... We are conducting house-to-house inquiries in the local area to try to build up a picture of what happened in the lead-up to this incident and the incident itself. I am appealing to anyone with information that could help the investigation, no matter how insignificant you feel it is, to please get in touch. We would particularly like to hear from Polish members of our community who may know the individuals involved and have relevant information. I would like to reassure the public that we are not looking for anyone else in connection with the incident. To report information, call 101. In the aftermath of recent flooding in our county, drivers are being warned to heed flood signs and not risk driving through flooded roads. In Gumfriston, there are now five signs in place, but people have been ignoring them. The council has issued a reminder that flood signs, when displayed, mean that the road is impassable. Please observe the road signs. They are there for your safety and the safety of others, a spokesperson said. On Thursday the 29th of November, don't forget it's your chance to save a life and do something good by donating blood. The blood donation session is taking place at Pater Hall Pembroke Dock from 11am until 1.30 and then from 3 until 6pm. Today is the deadline for contributing to ideas to develop the cremation services held at Teguin Narbeth, as the council is looking for ways to make sure the service is financially sustainable. Costs of the service they offer are not currently being covered by the fees they charge. If you'd like to participate in the public consultation about this vital public service, please do so by responding to the questions and proposals as set out on the Council's website. Ideas include providing a woodland burial, a flower shop and meeting room for wakes and other services, as well as increasing prices. The consultation is to assess the acceptability and potential impact of the proposals on the public. Any decision taken will consider the consultation outcomes and relevant legal powers. The Tembi Blues Festival is taking place this weekend. It's the 13th festival and it kicks off with a fantastic lineup in the Devalence Tenby starting at 7pm with other gigs around the town throughout the weekend. Check out the website for tickets and timings. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. 
crunchy. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is a sneak across him crunching a lollipop. <laughs> anyway, uh, this, this <laughs> night, I, the teller of curious tales, open my book once again and bring you strange and unusual stories. True stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Anyway, I, I've got a treat for you, right? Of Curious yeah, Tales. Episode 21 of Top Oh, yum! The Teller of Curious, curious Tales. Tales. You've got a bit of a crush for me. It's the giggle. He did make you giggle. He did. We imagine that racketeering this is, is purely an American institution. But this is not so. Probably the greatest sure thing criminal of this type who ever lived was an Englishman named Jonathan Wilde. This man concocted a scheme. you can tell it didn't do it again did it? it's no, Monday night it's, it's Monday night it's the curse of Monday night yeah it was queued up you saw it on the screen yes I did yeah I did. and we looked and I hit the button and anyway I quite like this one so it's not episode 21 of the teller of curious tales will be back next week I'm sulking now that's it's it gone. I'm, I'm going to sulk now anyway we've I'm got sulking. Sc- I, it's a good film for this is the end I've drowned and dreamed this moment So overdue I owe this Swept away I'm stolen Let the sky fall and it crumbles We will stand
Now, both. I guess that's another curious tale. Yes, it is. But we'll 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 find night. out why. Yeah, but it's Monday night. The curse of Monday happens. night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And everything was. It was all set up. Tickety boo, wasn't yeah, it? I saw it. And then it, poof. Well, be- I don't know about that, but it be- just went. Just became a deli. You should get your team and Steve to investigate. Yeah. Am I well, <laughs> well, I mean, we've had people investigate the studio, somewhere in the building. Mm, but they've never found anything in here. Um, Not in the machines, anyway. <laughs> maybe we've got a ghost in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know any competent paranormal in. investigators who are nearby yes. to uh, help us out? Yes. Oh, look, we've got we've the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club. Yes. <laughs> who are our guests tonight on the West Files. And if you tuned in, especially for the Teller of Curious Tales, then... We'll fix that for next week. It better add or I'll sulk again. We'll have a word. Yeah, we'll have a word. But I mean, it's it's it it's knows, there. It said it played. But it says it's played. It actually said it played, but it but didn't. But it obviously didn't. No. Well, it might have done, but somewhere in another dimension. Yes. If you're if you're listening to the West Files in another dimension, and you've just heard the teller of don't Curious tell me tales, what happened. I'll hear it next time. Do te- <laughs> text in or um, communicate in some way with us and let us know. How it ended. <laughs> oh, I know how it ended. With the laugh. With the laugh. Anyway, where were we before? We were talking events. Demons. And demons and Demon. houses and strange yeah. noises. Demons, because is this something that you encounter a lot of? On our own investigations, never. <laughs> um, but we've definitely seen it on public events. Uh, but you see it a lot on television programs, don't you? Oh yeah, Zach Bacon well, like on uh, Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. He's forever fighting. In fact, he, didn't he do something live over Halloween uh, with the Demon House? I this place know. he bought in no, California. I died out for them, Steve. To be honest, so I don't know. So demons, they're not really anything we need. I'm to not going to say anything <laughs> along those lines, but people believe they're real so in in some circumstances. But the Catholic Church has got quite a few exorcists and that in fact quite recently they they were saying that they need to train up more exorcists in north america due to the number of demonic encounters that people are experiencing 
I would say they're probably getting a lot more phone calls than they than they used to. Is that because of media or the type of events that are going on or people's beliefs beliefs have changed? Um honestly with America I can't I can't I don't I don't know what goes on in America. Um, Does anybody? <laughs> oh hang on, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve Steve's always over there, but yeah. yeah. Um, and the amount of demons has increased. I guess it does I guess it I guess it doesn't help that you know the likes of Zach Baggins on, on his uh and any other variation on the same Zach Baggins, Baggins, Bacon, Bogus Baggins, <laughs> whatever I don't you know I these are all names I haven't heard of before, so we're alright. <laughs> okay, Ghost Adventures. No. No, okay. Now for the benefit of our listeners this is going to be better than Teller of Curious Tales now because you're going to have to explain to, first of all, our listeners and especially to Ronnie about ghost adventures. I'm all ears. Well, quite and frankly, I've turned the cat out again. <laughs> well, ghost adventures is just another one of those uh, paranormal uh, TV shows, um, entertainment shows. Oh. You know, but people, a lot of people think that what goes on in these shows is actually real. Mm. Um I'm not saying that maybe some when when they're in these places that things happen that might be genuine ish you know, events. I don't know, but um, certainly it sounds actually sorry to interject, but it sounds like you're clinging to you're trying to don't cling. No, what, what, <laughs> what you, you're coming across as being um, anti-TV and well <clears throat> skeptical. Oh, but, I am. I am. At the same time, paying lip service to the idea that there might be something possibly out there, um, or, or that these television things can happen. You know, as you, as, as someone, t- someone very close to me here across the table told me once, what happened at Most Haunted. Well, I was going to say. Manager. I mean, these television programs are purely for entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, they actually have to say that now, don't they? Yeah, they do. After an off. The, the, pro- the problem yeah. is, um, a lot of people take it seriously. Yeah. You know, so if if a famous personality turns around and says, "Oh my God, we've got a demon in the house," right? You know, first people, of all, I question that American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Too. I'd agree with that one. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, and you how know where would I'm they coming? know it was a demon? Well, there you, go. you know, I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> Or nothing. Or nothing. One of my favourites, actually, just come back in here. One of my favourites is um, I'm, you see it quite often on on social media when people say, "I've got a demon in my house." And um, you get people saying, oh, what you should do is sprinkle salt or smudge the, which basically is smoke it out with sage, yeah, burning sage. sage. Yeah. Um, but my, you know, the, the um, salt is apparently very, very good for getting rid of demons. It's also good on your cheeks. And slugs. I was going to say, slugs. If you have an infestation of slugs. Slugs are definitely demons, especially the tiger slugs. <laughs> the, thing, the, thing, the thing is, I mean, when, you, when it comes to this... The, Especially now, I mean, over the last couple of two, three years, four years, paranormal movies, horror movies, you know, oh, Annabelle, the very same old ones, you know, yeah. all the, they've, they've all come to a, they're coming to a prominence, you know, they, and a lot of people, um, take this a lot of the stuff on these things is real. I mean, for instance, the Annabelle doll that is uh, in the in the movie. People on Facebook are generally talking about these things. You can get them on Ghost Ghost Bay, mm. which is on Facebook. People selling haunted dolls. Oh, you go and have a look on eBay now. 
Yeah. There's at least 100 haunted dolls on eBay. Really? Oh, yeah. Haunted it's not something dolls. I would ever look for. Then, then we had the film Dibuk. The Dibuk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is about a, um, an ancient uh, Jewish like demon box type thing that holds a demon called a Dibuk box. So right. you can go on eBay now and buy Dibuk boxes. People, anyone with a wooden box is calling it a di- and putting loads of little things inside it. So... You know, you've got all these people now that have got all these hundreds and thousands of demons in their houses in these oh, it gets boxes. Better. It gets better. Oh, yeah, on. it does. There's <laughs> one called the Haunted Collector who comes into your house, finds the most expensive and interesting or historical thing in your house and tells you that it's haunted and says, I'll take that away for you and then your problems will be solved and I'll put it in my museum. Right. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Going back to some of the films, though, um, a- apart from the Annabelle and that, you have got a lot of these films now that are done in so-called real time, where it's all being filmed, it's all the cameras in the corner, and this well, is Well, that started happening. with the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. yeah. But that has become a lot more common now, a lot more oh, of yeah. these, these yeah. films. And I think... <sighs> and they're horrendous to watch. They are, so... <laughs> To be honest, they're quite painful to watch. Although the one with the Wyan Brothers was quite funny. I didn't see that one. <laughs> but I suppose because it's filmed like that, perhaps more people are likely, with again back to perhaps power suggestion, are more likely to believe that because of the way it's filmed. Do you yeah, know why they're filmed like that? Go on. It's got nothing to do with realism or reality. It's cheap. <laughs> Yeah, Blair Witch grossed, mm. I forget how many millions of dollars, that was an awful film. and cost fifty pence to make. That's awful. But it showed the way that these these uh, reality films, yeah. films that appear to be rather or found footage films, yeah. which what the Blur Witch claimed to be, um, or based on a true story. That's it, yeah. And you can film it on quite sort of low budget stuff, and it doesn't require huge, you know, studio special effects. No, it just requires well, a couple of rooms. Basically, anyone with a and you see it, you see films, you get the big budget films coming out. Mm. And then you'll go to Tesco's or other supermarkets like that that sell videos or DVD shows. Thank God I'm old. Yeah, I know. And um, <laughs> won't say anything. And, uh, there'll be all the budget make make ones with yeah. similar names but slightly different. Yeah, but you know? same exactly the same I, type I, of film. Yeah. Anyone not, with not, anyone not long with after it came yeah, out, the yeah. remake of it came out. Oh, the original. Out. Is there was the best. A, in Tesco's. There was. Um, as you say, there were all these three-pound DVDs yeah. with a clown on the front cover. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. But yeah, see, anyone, anyone with a camera these days, you know, because even mobile phone cameras. You know, so a lot of the films, a lot of the amateur films that you, that you do see, are filmed on a mobile mm. phone. Yeah. yeah, it's quite strange. It has got to be the original. <laughs> it. Yeah, the original hit. Pop Never seen it. Two. All of it. It's two parts, all isn't it, it? Normally, yeah, all of well, it. Well, when the because it's such a long film, they, yeah. they tend to split it. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's good film. Never started watching horror films really until, well, apart from the old Hammer films. Like you can't oh, they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've agreed that there's no demons then. I don't think there's but any the, demons. Pe- but the but people do right. believe. Right. So, so let's let's it's, let's, I, I think let's it's call down it a scenario. It's definitely. I think it's definitely down to belief systems. And as you know, in America, um, there's a lot more. Um, religion based all um, communities uh, a lot of religious communities mm. in, in America um, I, w- I, w- I don't think we can make just such a clear no no it's, I, I mean there's as many there's as many people over here who claim to encounter demons certainly as there are in America and I don't think we should be disingenuous to the Americans I mean mm. well, I it's know. not their fault they're American I don't know uh, they're a very secular community 
But all right, so let, let's throw up a, a scenario then. Somebody listening to the show uh, believes that their house or that they are experiencing a demonic haunting or there's a demon affecting affecting them. And they give you you guys at Pembrokeshire Ghost Club a call. What's your approach then? Well, we'd approach it like we approach anybody. Um, uh, we'd try to ascertain, you know, if it's a serious um whether they're basically attention seekers to start off with we'd somewhat someone once but you told, must have protocols wait, I do there's someone once told me you know that when when you get a call like this or an email you just write back and say oh sorry you know, we're a little bit busy at the moment can you get back to us in a couple of weeks you know and you don't supposed to say that out loud with the radio. No, radio. but that, that's the sort of thing, you know. You know, so it's one of the. Pro- yeah, <coughs> you know, I'm not going to be dishonest, but you know, and and that's the sort. Of, it does actually separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, because in, I suppose some, so, yeah. not always. No, but, but then, if you've got somebody that genuinely believes, yeah. they're going to keep 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 going yeah. on to and you. And then you know, you know, after a couple of weeks, if they get back in contact with you, or if they have, or if they haven't already gone off to another, yeah, um, team or whatever who may have accepted, then. We'd go through um, an interview process with them, and so what sort of questions you, would you ask? Well, basically, what we the first thing we would we'd get them to relay the story to us. There'd be two people there: myself, you know, yeah, let's say myself and Fiona. Um, one of us would be taking notes, while the other one is taking visual cues from the person himself and listening to the story so it's about body language as well yeah, yeah. and you can you, depending on how um you interview them you can actually get a lot of information from them that they're not telling you mm. you know just in in the way they're responding to your questions you know because you, you let them relay their story to you and then you pick up on certain aspects of that story and, and question um, question them about that that piece and this piece and that piece um, the person who's taking notes will, might have their own questions that I, you know, the other per- the, the, the initial interviewer might have missed, missed out on that they that they want to ask them themselves. And like I say, you can you can gain a lot of information. What, have they got an agenda? You know, are they uh, attention seeking? Do they um, sound you know as if they may have um, me- mental health problems? Mm. You know. Well, I mean, if they're going to be seeing demons, then <laughs> well, but I'm not going to laugh at them. But can no. people with mental health problems can yeah, have experiences yes, too, can. Yeah. aren't they? Yes, of course yeah. they can. So, Anyone what, what can do you do that. if you encounter that situation? Well, I'm not a psychologist, so um, but with us, with the with the training we've had from us, right. you know, the ethical training, you know, I w- I would seek advice from the from the guys at ASAP, from the from the senior team at ASAP, or other, other, pe- other mm. people, somebody else. Somebody um, that's got more experience yeah. or more knowledge, perhaps. Yeah. Then, um, and like I've said before, you know, if it's beyond our uh, remit of capability, you know, because we're not, um, we're, like I say, we're not psychologists. Um, another team might be m- more suited to that to that case. So or, you wouldn't be afraid. Or in certain, to, circum- yeah. or in certain circumstances, we may get the. Um, yeah, social services um, involved. So you know, you're not afraid to hand it out to another team, no, then. No, it's, it's we're not after. We're not after 
oh, this is our house. We're digging, yeah. You know, you know, this, this is our case. Yeah. No one else having it. We're, we're not in. Uh, we're not into doing that. Why do you investigate the paranormal? For me personally, well, oh, that's oh, that's we'll, fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll give both of you that question. What, what draws you into this bizarre way of spending a weekend night? <laughs> For me, it's from childhood. My grandfather used to say stories to us about he'd see his grandparents sitting on the end of his bed, who was obviously died long before this, and he, I you know, had no reason to disbelieve him. And then, as I was growing up, different experiences in different places. My auntie's house was one place. It was always a bit funny atmosphere. Her cats would react to nothing, spitting at stuff in midair, and that piqued my interest. And then. As I got older, I went out and did different investigations, for want of a better term, with groups. And it stemmed from there, really. But my main curiosity picked, like I said, is small child and my grandfather's stuff he was saying. So is it more curiosity? Oh, we'll find out what Greg's. Hang on, sorry. Well, for me, it started... Uh, Actually, I, I, you might say something really yeah. controversial and interesting. Yeah. For me, it started off as a as a child, uh, like Fiona. Um, I went to I went to school in um, in a in a very old, um, like still there now. It's an old building up up in northern England, Hogwarts. and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe might be like Hogwarts. Yeah. But um, you used awesome. to, do you know, as a child, you used to live under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Had a pet owl. Didn't have, <laughs> pet didn't, owl. Didn't, didn't have stairs. <laughs> but, up north, he had a pet pigeon. Uh. <laughs> Stoked. No, <coughs> um, no I, I had an experience, um, and it, but it was a, it was a, there was more than one of us there. There was three, three of us. We were about 11, 10, 11 years old, and it's something that happened, and it's, it piqued my interest. And I would, I've never to this day been able to explain what it was. Did, I, did we see anything? I don't know. But mm. it was it was a, it was an apparition of sorts um, that we saw, um, and that basically got me into reading about ghost stories. And then when I was a teenager, the Hammer horror films and all that. You know, so the, that, that that paranormal grounding was was there from a young age. Um, I went into the army, so it kind of took a. A back on the back burner when I was in the army, but when I left, uh, that that interest came back. You know, you know, and I was looking. I went out looking for a team to join, and I found um, a local team here in Pembrokeshire. So um, is it? And it went from there. Is it partially curiosity? Because you were saying it's like your curiosity was was mm. there. Oh, yeah. Is it partially curiosity? Is it? I really need to find out if something's happening or not. Yeah, a bit of both, I think. I mean, obviously, it's things that I've done since then, stuff has happened that we know, the knowledge that we know now, can't explain in different locations. One main one for me was Margham Castle, as before I knew Greg. Another place that we experienced at the same time was in Bodmin Jail. Yeah. Something happened there that I mean, don't, we yeah. have, we can't explain. Yeah, don't get me wrong, we're, we're both in the same boat. We We were both in groups that weren't really that um i don't know how how do i, how do I put it they, were, they weren't very thorough uh, thorough groups um a lot of publicity and youtube and all that sort mm. of stuff and we also went on the public events a lot so but since breaking away from that and undergoing training with professional organizations we've we've come to realize that there are a lot more normal 
answers as in psychological answers medical conditions for certain aspects of people's um, experiences that that we didn't know before mm. and it does highlight a lot of um, different possibilities I, I think, think yeah, um, yeah come to the group that I was at the time they weren't answering the questions that I was asking they mm. were asking oh well you know like orbs I was saying well you know they, oh, look, there's orbs on there there's lots of ghosts in you I was like, well, you, you talk nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even back then, I'm thinking, well, that doesn't really make sense. That everything, every noise, every creak, every sound they heard was put down to paranormal straight away. Uh, and Bell started ringing with me about, well, that's not right. <laughs> that's not quite what I want to yeah. hear all the time. Mm. Well, I think it's time for some music. And um, I suppose in providing the computer allows it, in deference to Stanley. <laughs> took away the prophet's dream for a prophet on the street now she's stronger than you know a heart of steel starts to grow all his life he's been told he'll be nothing when he's old all the kicks and all the blows he won't ever let it show cause he's stronger than you know a heart of steel starts to grow when you've been fighting for
Google and to me things right That's how a superhero learns to fly For Stan Lee, who passed away, age 95, earlier today the, um, and our guest tonight on the West Files follow that Stan Lee news. You can't really, can you? You can't, can you? Not with anything. Um, our guest on the West Files is, and we're coming to the end of our guest slot on the West Files with oh. the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club, Fiona and Greg. And um, I'm presuming there's more more in the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club than just you two. Yeah, there's, there's, we've got four other members. Um, we we kept it small for you know good reasons, but you know. Insurance is one of them because yeah. <laughs> we have indemnity insurance for whenever, anywhere we go, um, and I th- it's easier to uh, control um, a, a small a small team rather than having a, a dozen people running around a location. So, do we have many ghosts in Pembrokeshire? <laughs> Keep you busy? <coughs> yeah, well, we've got, we've got um, we've got two or three locations on 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 the go that. Um, they're, they're private locations that they're not on the what we call the event circuit yeah. uh, like you say with Carrow Castle that's uh, on when, when I first moved here in 1998 there was only three ghosts there and I listened to the historian on here the the, the, the month the castle historian and she said there's like 40 odd wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, perhaps they invited but, them but you know so the, the locations we've got we, we have um, private and confidential um, contracts with them make sure that we don't release anything without their express permission but uh, yeah there are no the pembroke has got a, it's good a good number of ghosts ghost stories should i say um linked to various places um and dead space <laughs> not dead space no. i was just i was just thinking is that apart from the ones of the, the obvious big castles are there any that spring to mind that that maybe you can talk about? Yeah, well, one of my favorite favorite ones was the uh, the, the Castle Hotel in Little Haven, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the uh, someone, someone's being heard walking on the stairs, and there's a, apparently there's a cat there. And um, there's one that actually has intrigued me uh, over the last last year or so is the fact that. Um, the ghost of a white lady has apparently been seen on the beach at Little Haven. Now, a, a few years, whether that's, that story stemmed from um, the fact that uh, the body of a, of, a, of a woman in a white dress was found on the beach um, years years ago, I don't, I don't know the exact date, but I came across a story attached to um, the Haven Hotel and it, the private beach at the Haven Hotel. Um, and I spoke to the, the actual owner of the, of the hotel. She told me the story herself. Um, that a young lad had, and his parents were staying at the hotel. He had gone down to the beach and basically said, came running back up from the beach saying that there was a lady in a white dress walking into the sea. Mm. So obviously everyone ran out of the hotel to go and see what was going on, make, you know, see if this woman was trying to... Um, do herself in I suppose mm. and there was no one there now is that are those two stories connected you know and that's something that's it has piqued my interest uh, mm. we haven't got around to looking into it just yet but no, that's one that's on the uh, but do you find that sometimes when you, you've got these 
doesn't have to be a white lady. It can, there's no, it doesn't. Oh, there's all sorts of white ladies, green ladies, when, blue ladies. When you've got the different types of stories, um, do, do you find that there are different types of stories leading to one ghost? Yes. Yeah. Um, historical um, stories, I guess. Yeah, a lot of people, some people can turn around and say they've seen this, this, this and this. And when you look into the actual story, there's links to it, and they all link into one, you know, particular story that's actually documented. So it's obviously just different ways that they've been told, perhaps through the families even. Yeah, and maybe, down yeah. the years, and things added, taken away, or slightly changed. I mean, the, but the, the, with, with regards to Pembrokeshire Ghosts, there is a good book called by a guy called Brian John, who, um, who's been a guest on the West yes. Coast and will um, be returning in the new year. Yeah, <sighs> hopefully. He and he, you know, he's got there's a lot of you know, he's got a good few interesting stories in there which we uh, look into as well. You know, we're not looking into, but we, we're planning on um, doing some historical um, sort of um, re research into those sort of things. So is that the next on your list then, as such? Is, is well, we've got the horror historical sort of horror stories, ghost stories. No, it's not necessarily next on the list. We are, um, like I say, we've got these cases that we're doing at the moment and. We aren't moving on to any other locations until we've, you know, cleared these cases up. So how long can it take you? Oh, well, we've been looking at one case so, so far for nearly two years. So Good on so and off, we're, we're not in there every single week. Um, you know, we we might only be in there, you know, once a month maybe, or or twice twice a month. But um, other than that, there is there's also timeline. Um, events where a, a ghost or or a paranormal event only happens within a set time in the year. Mm. Uh, you know, where yeah. people only see it in, in certain times time of the year. Of the year. Certain, perhaps certain weather or yeah, that's all. Then, so yeah, you, 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 know, you, you time your investigations around around it. Basically, we don't go in there overnight time between nine and one every every time. <laughs> you know. If, if, it, if, if, if something, if an event has been reported that happened at one o'clock in the afternoon, we try to get there for in the within a couple of hours of you know either side of that. So it's not all about going at night then. No, no. But it's hard. It's very hard to organise that. I was going to say it's a lot spookier though at night, isn't it? <laughs> <The> more atmospheric. <laughs> of course it is. So how do people, if people want to get in touch with um, the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club, how can that? How can they do that? If uh, they have a, if we they don't, have a demon we, we or, don't, or a slug yeah. infestation. <laughs> <laughs> We're sales of salt. We, we only up. have a, an email address um, because we're not on uh, social media uh, as such. We uh, we we do advertise every now and again on a couple of sites and on, on the Pembrokeshire based sites. Um, but it's the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club at gmail dot com. So the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club at gmail dot com. Mm. Um, and yeah. it's all all one word, all lowercase. Pembrokeshire Ghost Club at gmail.com. There you go. So, if people, if you've got demons or you want the Ghostbusters to come around and <laughs> kill your slugs <laughs> and <laughs> conduct a serious investigation um, of your experiences, mm -hmm. then drop them a line the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club at gmail.com. Thanks very much, Greg and mm, Fiona from thank the Ghost Club. Thank you. And we'll no doubt have you in the new year to tell us some more adventures of the Pembrokeshire Ghosts. Um, hopefully you'll come back and 
Yeah, we'll come back any time you want. Enlighten us again. Perhaps more. Perhaps after you've done your next training. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah. I still think. I still think nighttime is the best time to look for ghosts. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. the best time for ghosts yeah
once or twice was enough and it was all in vain Time starts to pass before you know it you're frozen
For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already have you up under my arm. I used the ball of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. You got designer shades just to hide your face, and you wear them around like you're cooler than me. And you never say hey or remember my name And it's probably cause you think you're cooler than me You got your high brow, shoes on your feet And you 
Studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. Your hand fits in my like it's made just for me. But bear this in mind, it was meant to be And I'm joining up the dots with the freckles on your cheeks And it all makes sense to me I know you've never loved The crinkles by your eyes when you smile You've never loved your stomach or your thighs The dimples in your back at the bottom of your spine But I'll love them endlessly 